Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, the six New Zealand-based super rugby teams are now in Queenstown getting ready for the new season to kick off uh, next weekend and to take a look at the teams and the unique situation they find themselves in is, gee, has this guy got some titles? Former All Blacks hooker, former Blues captain, New Zealand Rugby Players Association Player Services Manager and Sky Sport commentator James pa- Parsons. Welcome in. How's it going, Smitty? Good to be on. Yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, first of all, from uh, the Players Association uh, point of view, tell us about your role there. Uh, yeah, I basically just head up the player service department, so anything involving the players, pretty much, it's, it's fairly broad, but a lot of competition structures, um, making sure that we're, we're adhering and others are adhering to the collective agreement, and um, sort of like misconducts or any other sort of things that come up. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, that, that is quite a wide, encompassing uh, gig you've got there. Which one, I guess includes uh, player welfare and, and the way they are um, adapting to certain circumstances. In my word, in this world today, we have to do that. So how, uh, what's the f- uh, initial feedback as they settle into Queenstown on, on uh, what's coming up for them? Oh, look, I won't um, beat around the bush. It was uh, obviously hard um, to hear, especially for some of those old said 15 weeks straight. But balancing up, um, you know, with the rugby calendar, there's not a lot of spare weeks, as you'd know. Um, and... You know, we really want to get this competition played, so we had to balance up um, player welfare and uh, the competition going ahead, and that's why I suppose we've kept it at four weeks, and then and then by that stage we're hoping uh, that the contract definition has changed, which is helpful, allows us to play with a little bit of freedom for Super Rugby Pacific, but as well as that overview. So, uh, James, when you when you look at how some of the All Blacks are going to be uh, working their way back into competitive uh, rugby. Uh, is that an individual thing, or is it done in conjunction with uh, the All Black coaching staff, etc.? Oh, the, the All Black um, S&C staff and coaches will be across their plan, but most of their plans were sent out uh, before Christmas when they came back from India tour, so they knew what they had to do over the break, and then obviously uh, knew what targets they had hit. Coming to Super Rugby, and now they're in the Super Rugby environment, so those sort of coaching staffs and S&C staff will take over in their progression, and I suppose their contact progression is the biggest thing at this time of the year, so that they can hit the ground running. Well, most of the senior guys uh, involved in uh, the competition will have experienced some form of bubble life, I guess. Uh, but uh, what about the younger guys? What, what are they actually able to do in the setup they've got in their franchises down in Queenstown? I'm talking socially here or away from rugby. Can they do? I mean, can they go to golf, for instance, or anything like that? Yeah, look, um, you know, we're working through some options with tourism Queenstown at the moment, and then we've put a committee together that involves uh, one player and manager from each team, so that um, you know we can sort of survey those options and make a decision if, if they're safe uh, enough to keep the bubble tight. Uh, but the, the likelihood, just like the All Blacks, it'll run similar to the All Blacks into your tour when they got to go out and play golf and uh, do other sort of activities. So we're just working through that now, but certainly um, golf is high on the agenda. It was one of the first questions I was asked uh, when, <laughs> when a lot of the lads found out. So it's not a bad place in the world to be playing golf. No, it isn't. Uh, so I think it's a pretty good place to be spending a bit of time. Personally, I wouldn't mind... Uh, I can think of a lot worse places in the world to be than uh, Queenstown, James. But facility-wise, I mean, you've obviously put a lot of work in behind the scenes, and this was not just an overnight decision 
to base yourself there. Um, how, how's the mix going to be with uh, the other facilities off the golf course, the gyms, the training fields, etc.? Yeah, look, that's been a massive um, piece of work and obviously worked with um, the, the Queenstown Mayor, Jim Bolton. Ended our team headed by Cam Good and um, Karen Rasmussen have, have been you know, working overtime around the clock to make sure that every team has access to a gym, a training field away from each other so that they can prepare in a real tight, focused manner. Um, so they can sort of get this pre-season two done and then hit the ground running for round one. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't easy, but uh, we managed to do it, which is great. It's going to be some big days out, uh, bus trips uh, to Dunedin um, and then bus trips home from Dunedin. Uh, you're probably looking at the thick end of around eight hours on a bus plus a game of rugby, so uh, they're going to have to be patient. Yeah, they are, um, but there was a lot of feedback we got from the players. They really wanted to play at Forsyth Bar, um, obviously under the roof. Uh, it's a little bit wider, so as we know, Super Rugby um, likes to use the width of the field and, and play that expansive brand. So um, that was that was a big push, I suppose, from players and coaches because um, they've been working away and they've got all their plans set. Uh, so clearly, most of them want to use the width. Okay, now once the month is up, all going well, um, perhaps the competition will take a, a, a different look. Um, and would the players be open to moving to Australia? Do you think have you had those discussions? Uh, about completing the comp uh, as it was originally oh, set out? I've definitely been asked by a number of players and, and obviously they, they don't want to spend a year um, in bubbles but what I said to them is we can only work with what's in front of us now. Um, it's an ever-changing environment or I suppose that we live in with the government. We know that once we're at phase three under the government regulations that close contact definition goes to household only so it won't shut teams down or businesses down. You know, Everyone's um, sort of playing by the same rule book uh, no matter what sort of area you're in. So at this stage, um, you know, we can't rule it out. And, and I've been honest with the players about that. It's, it's certainly not ruled out, but it, it certainly would be, um, you know, considered against the player welfare and that cumulative load and how we can manage potentially some players around that. Um, I don't know what it looks like, but we're certainly aware that 15 weeks on the road, another four in Queenstown, um, All Blacks have got a big year as well. Uh, we've got to get the balance right so that these players don't burn out and um, they get some family time because a lot of them, a lot of their motivations and the reasons why they go out there and put their bodies on the line is their families back home. So uh, we're, we're certainly across all sort of levers and, and we've just got to work our way through that. Uh, James, there's a, a new component into the competition as, as well this year, Moana Pacifica, obviously, and uh, you talk about culture and family and that sort of thing. That's, uh, that's huge to their unit. Uh, I, I just want to, are they under your wing as well, uh, Moana Pacifica? Do you look after all their welfare, etc.? Uh, as some of them, of course, uh, are New Zealand contracted players. Uh, are they uh, under your wing as well? I think if you look at most of them, they're NPC players, so that certainly comes under um, my banner, but um, I'm working really closely with Hale Tipoli, um, who's the, the head of um, Pacific Players Association. So he's across it, more of the day-to-day stuff and where I can help out and where he needs um, me to jump in, um, I do so. Okay, let's, uh, uh, if we could, just put your, your commentary hat on as well, and uh, I would imagine you kept uh, as close a eye as you can on those build-up games over the weekend. We'll stay with Moana Pacifica. It was a, a tough first hit-up for them. Uh, I think the first signs were quite encouraging. They maybe ran out of gas a wee bit towards the end against the Chiefs. So, um, it's 61-7 on the scorecard. Take much notice of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously parked up, you know, I like Smithy, watch any game that's on TV. So um, parked up, watched that. And um, I, I thought um, initially, for the amount of ball they had, their defence was really solid and sound. They, they weren't over-committing to breakdowns. They were spreading the field. And I thought Levi Almour was exceptionally good at bringing that line speed on that edge to, to shut off those Chiefs' options early. 
Um, but as you said, I mean, when you're making that amount of tackles um, and, and, you know, obviously the Chiefs bringing fresh legs on, um, it, it did, did wear them out towards the end. But I definitely think for a first hit out for the new team, new um, structures and styles, I think they could be happy with what they saw. But um, I think the biggest area uh, they'll be working on is, is that set piece, obviously winning the ball first and then their ability to strike and, and build some phases to sort of get teams going on that back foot so they can you know, spread it to the width and the, and the exciting flair they have out there. So there's a real uh, impressive look, uh, I think, about the Blues. There's been a lot of hype around uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek, of course, James, uh, and sometimes that can detract uh, away from the core work of the Blues. Uh, they're missing a couple of, of key players. They had a couple of injuries at the weekend too, I understand. So uh, I still believe it doesn't matter how much they've got all that flair and those new names, excitement in the background, uh, they're still going to have to be very, very big up front without Paddy Torpolotu. Uh, who's going to carry the load for them there? Look, I think bringing a guy like Luke Romano in is massive for us um, in terms of that leadership and experience and, and bringing guys like Sam Derry along. Like Sam was massive last year under Paddy's wing, but losing Paddy and, and Jared Kelly to Eddie, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for, for guys like Josh Goodhue to really stamp their mark in their super rugby career. Um, and you know Sam Derry's just going to get better and better. And I think that tight five will be crucial, but there's some great competition. Hooker with Ricky joining the squad and Kurt, um, obviously captain on the weekend, so... That's always a, a feisty battle in that hooker spot. We've, we've got a number of um, all-black props, um, so that, that key work will need to be done, and, and there's no doubting Tom Coventry will be across that. And I think any loose forward trio that's got to pick between three all-blacks and Tom Robinson is, is going to be um, you know, hard hard going. But as we know, that it's, it's the depth in these squads that matter. You, know, you look at the Crusaders and the successes. When they bring a player in, um, you know, you don't notice too much difference and they still get away with wins. So uh, that first up 23, I think, is, is really strong. But, um, you know, it'll be key that those guys in the background, um, you know, keep working hard at training, get to club rugby where they can, um, or, you know, the development footy stuff so that they're ready to go when that opportunity um, provides itself. James, there's been a lot of focus on Roger uh, joining the Blues squad uh, initially. Uh, they kept him under wraps. We didn't see him, uh, of course, uh, in the NPC due to... Uh, uh, those circumstances, which was immensely frustrating, uh, frustrating in terms of his development across from one code to the other. But I'm not sure if you've had too much to do with him. But uh, what are you hearing out of his uh, introduction into the Blues backline? Oh, I think it's um, no surprise that um, you know, everyone's talking about his professionalism and, and, and leadership off the field and, and bringing guys like Caleb Clark and. Um, you know, when he links up with Rico, I think, you know, they'll form a great combination and, and you know, when Bodie gets back in there as well. So um, there's a lot to like um, about his professionalism. Um, I think we just need to take the pressure off him a little bit as well. Like, there's a lot of expectation with the player he is, but if you watched him, he moved into the halves a little bit with the Warriors last year and he was really good with ball in hand and distributing out the back and, and finding that space. But the difference there is that 10 metres back, so he's got a bit more room and time on the ball. Uh, where he'll find, I suppose, at rugby when they get that, Defensive line, and we know defensive sides like to push the boundary where that line is and, and get up with that line speed. Um, it would be about him holding his depths rather than sort of taking the ball to the line initially and, and being able to free up the outsides. Um, and I don't think if there's a move that he has to carry, um, I think we all know he'll be pretty effective in that. Dalton Popoliti, captain at the age of 24. You've captained the Blues. You know what's involved in the job, bringing uh, a side full of uh, a lot of different cultures together. Uh, what are the strengths of uh, Dalton Popoliti? Uh, action first leader, similar to Paddy, um, will always be, you know, I suppose an average eight out of ten 
you know, he wouldn't ne- never really dip below that in terms of his performance, which helps. Um, he's just a ball of energy, you know, between him and Tom Robinson and, and, and Marcel Renato. I don't know who's got more energy um, Monday to Sunday than those three. So he, he definitely, um, you know, delivers on the paddock, but he's also um, got a good work ethic in terms of his preparation and understanding of the game and the rules and, and also has a really good bond um, with you know senior guys all the way through to the new guys, so I think he's a great fit. Uh, but as we know, uh, the biggest thing that um, has changed at the Blues over the last sort of four or five years is, is not that reliance on one leader. It really has to be spread across the park, and um, it's it's the work of the I suppose unseen leaders like like Rico and um, Harry Plummer and, and guys like that. Um, you know, even adding Luke Romano and when Bodie comes back and we've talked about Roger, all that sort of depth of leadership um, is massive in the support so that Dalton can, one, focus on playing really well first and then um, the decision and tactical stuff, he can be assisted with with some of the game drivers like Bodie. James, uh, Hoskins Satutu uh, has an interesting time in his career, I, I kind of feel. Uh, he's a bloke with undoubted talent, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but perhaps just uh, he's at a, a time now, particularly in this World Cup year, where he has to have... A, a pretty monstrous type season, just to let everyone know uh, of that talent uh, on a consistent basis. Is that fair? Yeah, well, let's not forget he had a lot of injuries last year and there was a little bit stop-start um, in the blue season and you know, didn't get a hell of a lot of opportunity in the All Blacks. But when he did, I thought he performed really well. You know, he is probably one of the best exponents off the back of a scrum, and that's his X-factor. His, his skill set is, is second to none. You know, he literally is a triple threat, and, and he has the confidence to, to use all three. Um, but you, but you're right. I, I think a big season around the set piece stuff is huge. Like he he's one of the guys I, I probably in my whole career is one of the easiest guys to throw to between him and Stephen Luatua. The ability for them to get off the ground fast and hardly need their lifters, and you know uh, pluck the ball out of the air with one hand is is pretty exceptional. So his core roles are a lot better than people um, probably give him credit for. Uh, and and then if he can just add. Um, you know, some of those sort of vicious clean-outs and, and big, strong ball carries that we know he's capable of and, and he's, um, you know, got a good set of shoulders on defensively. I, I think he's got the ability to kick on, but it's about staying injury-free and getting consecutive games together. You know, it's like there's no way you can sort of show yourself or get better as a footy player other than, you know, out under those bright lights. Year of the Blues for you? The Year of the Blues? Mate, I've, I've been around the Blues long enough to not know to buy into that hype, so we'll just keep our heads down and, and chip away. Good on you, James. Absolutely fantastic uh, talking to you this morning on the background of uh, this competition starting in Queenstown, the players' side of it, uh, players' perspective uh, and the insight into the Blues. Uh, all, uh, all the best, mate. Thank you for your time this morning. Uh, I hope everything goes r- as smoothly as it can in this difficult time. Cheers, mate. Go well, mate.